Well, more danger in Donnybrook tonight. RTE bosses are facing fresh Oireachtas grillings next month. It's after a report into voluntary exit programmes at the broadcaster found a package given to former Chief Financial Officer Breda O'Keefe was not brought before the RTE Executive Board, a requirement of the scheme. Media Minister Catherine Martin tonight says the latest report showed, quote, an appalling disregard for staff. Staff, the same staff who quizzed Director General Kevin Backhurst about the continuing scandal earlier amid continuing uncertainty around the future funding of RTE. And Gráinne, what else did we learn in this report about those exit packages? Yeah, so it was a look at the 2017 and 2021 voluntary exit programmes um, and this came to light in one of the Oireachtas committees actually um, under questioning uh, that that, um, uh, executive before the committee said actually I I don't remember us approving uh, an an exit package and Kevin Backhurst um, announced uh, a look back into into the programmes and the terms of those programmes. So one of the things that came up was that um, uh, into the twenty, the, all the terms were followed except for in one case, which is Breed O'Keefe, the former uh, chief financial officer. She has said herself she had no knowledge that the board didn't actually sign off on her voluntary exit program, and she has cooperated through her legal representation with the with the uh, report. But the report um, also stating that um, any failure to comply with the terms of the scheme rests with solely RTE. with RTE. Uh, exactly, uh, and uh, obviously we're still missing. Uh, a piece of the puzzle in the entire RT story, which is uh, D Forbes's side of the story. That is a continuing tre- uh, trend in this report. It also found that uh, in relation, in a separate issue aside to all of that, that 10 applications under the 2017 exit programme were approved and payments were given, but it did not satisfy requirements of a redundancy within the meaning of the Redundancy Payments Act. And they have basically... Uh, delegated it to revenue to decide what exactly to do with that. The the, the report was carried out by McCann Fitzgerald, which are a legal kind of legal legal experts, and they want uh, revenue to decide on what should be done in that case, which is a separate issue, a, a minor probably issue in the grand scheme of things as well but again something else that needs to be looked at And a spokesperson for the former Director General Dee Forbes saying her situation hasn't changed in relation to this matter she isn't in a position to comment on the findings of the review of RTE's voluntary exit programmes uh, but the future of RTE had also dominated leaders' questions earlier as we can hear now Minister Catherine Martin says she's in favour of abolishing the licence and replacing it with exchequer funding. But Minister Pascal Donoghue says that the TV licence should remain a core part of RTE funding and suggests that revenue might collect the fee. Meanwhile, Minister Michael McGrath says the licence should remain in place and that he's not in favour of replacing it with direct exchequer funding. And then only yesterday the Taoiseach described the licence as outdated and said that it belongs to a different time. So you can see why people's heads are spinning, Minister. That was Mary Lou MacDonald uh, in the uh, uh, Mary Lou MacDonald in the Doyle earlier on. Thomas Pringle, how do you think RTE should be funded going forward? Yeah, I, I think that RTE should be funded by from state funding, and it should be funded entirely from state funding. Currently, I think somewhere around about forty percent of the funding comes from the license fee and from the state anyway. Uh, you know, so I think that RTE should be funded commercial license fee split at the moment. Yeah. And I, I, I think I think that the the 
the commercial end element of it should be taken out of it and it should be public service and public bro- funded broadcasting and I think that's the way it should be and, it's been, and there's many places right across Europe where that, that is the situation and that, is, that has been the move and we can, I think we can do that in a way that ensures that the funding wouldn't be dependent on your stance or what you're doing in terms of in favour of the particular government at the time as well and, uh, and that's, that's what should be explored and that's what should be, we should do Ian O'Reardon, what's your view? Well, I think RT is a pretty, um, very important state institution, and I think people have to realise that these things have to be paid for. Um, the licence fee feels a bit outdated, but I pay it, and I think people should pay it, uh, pay their licence fee, regardless of whatever controversies uh, are ongoing. You can't expect to have, you know, a, a public state broadcaster in the shadow of the BBC, which he's struggled with for a long time now, battling with Netflix and every other streaming service to provide sports coverage, political coverage, to spend time investigating wrongdoings in Irish society, to have an orchestra, to have Irish language programming, to have children's programming, you know, and and to and to give a platform for every minority in the country. You can't expect that from a public service broadcaster without paying for it. So people have to get their heads uh, around that and we're quite happy to get our heads around that. If it means that it's more streamlined and it goes straight from straight funding, well, that's important. What doesn't help us and I feel like so you're was, happy with uh, directly from state. Well, funding. I mean, I, I want. To, uh, I, I think we need to get our heads around the fact that these things are not cheap and that we need to defend it. Uh, but Orty are not making our lives easier when in defending. Should a it. decision be made? Because there have been quite a number of differing views from ministers over the past week or so. Yeah, even. I mean that, that that clearly doesn't help. And we need a process where you know the the, the government come to a conclusion and there isn't a sort of ambiguity around it. But I think the the point here about about RT, if I, I feel a little bit, but like when I try to defend the FAI, there's always a there's, there's always a problem around the corner, um, regardless of the great work that they do. I show you no no problems around this corner. Oh, yeah, here anyway. um, and and with the RT, as Marie Sherlock said to me today, it, it is an up. There feels like an upstairs downstairs stairs element to this uh, again coming out after the Ryan Turbody controversy coming after other controversies in terms of, you know, the list of, hold on a second, the list of high earners in in the station. We have what I believe is uh, the process here was 2017 a new voluntary redundancy package put together as long as the position was suppressed. And then we have people availing of this whose positions weren't suppressed, including the chief financial uh, officer. So I think people working with an RTE who I understand the morale's on the floor uh, are going to have questions themselves as to where the fair play is in this organisation for those yes, who work and, here. And as you say, Marie Sherlock talking of an upstairs, upstairs, downstairs approach in her commentary tonight. So Malcolm Byrne, you will have the RTE executives, you hope, before you on the media committee on St. Valentine's Day of all days <laughs> as well. What questions do you have for them tonight about all this? Well, I, I think in the context, uh, the media committee for a long time had been looking at the future of public service broadcasting and also the whole concept of content creation in Ireland. Uh, and in a democracy, it is essential to have public service broadcasting funding the things that, that AM uh, has mentioned. And those uh, issues, that, that has been well established. Yeah. So now, RT doesn't make its case, but, but this is the, the problem is when we're debating those issues, 
RT doesn't help that case, uh, given that what we have continued to see are failures of corporate governments and serious questions about how the finances in RT have, have, have managed. RT commissioned the report um, that is out today uh, so and it commissioned the Deutsche Music I, 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 so they are coming I, I appreciate I appreciate that and I think the view is that our committee had taken, certainly in the case of the media committee, you know, Kevin Backhurst had impressed so far in terms of the actions he was taking. Our committee was taking a view, give him the chance, uh, allow him to right the ship because it's important for the staff, uh, the the ordinary staff, for want of a better phrase, who are working here, uh, that their role is recognised and that there's some certainty. So and I think he's doing a good good job. One However, key question on this report then today that so, you might have. So I, I, think, I think part of it, it all comes back again to the question of... Um, you know, building confidence because the issue is, uh, you know, we weren't being told the full details uh, and I appreciate in terms of that Orty may not have known them, but some people did know about them. We still have the question and we are inviting and the extension, uh, the extension of an invitation to Dee Forbes to come before our committee. That remains. We've made clear that if she doesn't wish to appear in person and I understand from her illness uh, that she can make a written submission on the basis of uh, of the observations that was there. And I would hope in her case, because her name, you know, has, has been raised on a regular basis, that she would take uh, this opportunity because that's in many ways the missing piece of the jigsaw. That, uh, there, that there, invitation for a written submission, had it been made before oh, now? It, it has been made uh, both to her and to Jim Jennings, uh, who were both, you know, ill or undergoing surgery at the time. And All we were trying to do was to put together the full picture as to what has happened because... It's going to be very difficult for us to address, uh, and there, there are differences of opinion, including on the media committee, around the future funding model of public service broadcasting. But it's very difficult to address some of those questions when, you know, among the public, there's still serious questions uh, of trust in the national broadcaster. And where we hear, you know, here's yet another story yeah. uh, where people, we, we raise people questions. People apply for the scheme and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yet higher paid people in the, in the organisation, influential people in the organisation did. Yes, and, and, and many former employees indeed are, are on to me tonight reading through the report and pointing out their, their own experience of this package. Uh, uh, employees And, and they're uh, contacting us as members of the media committee and we're aware of, of all of this and it then makes it very difficult for us you know, to go to, I mean, we had been considering and, and our committee had been moving toward making very clear recommendations on foot of, and, and you must remember, the Commission on the Future uh, of, of Media, the only recommendation that government uh, didn't accept of the 50 uh, that were made was about the funding so briefly, model. you think this committee meeting on the 14th of February will get you a lot of answers in a word? Uh, well, we've had, we've had answers at previous uh, meetings, but they've led... Uh, to uh, to further questions. I, I do think it is important. We need to get answers to these, but we do need to address uh, the future funding model. Uh, that is critical. We'll be discussing it lots more and lots of differing opinions even within the government parties on that. But